Hello, and welcome to the Amber Live interviews. This is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live. We want to remind you to subscribe to us both here and at youtube.com slash amberlive. You don't want to miss a moment of Amber LeMay, the Larry King of drag queens. There's so much more to the show than just the interviews that Amber does each week. We have hundreds of interviews, comedy sketches, songs, and more on YouTube that you can watch anytime. But in the meantime, you can listen to the amazing interviews right here. Now enjoy this episode of Amber Live Interviews. Our first guest tonight is sort of an Amber Live update. We first met Owen back in February. He's a gay historian of Chicago who has fascinating stories of life in Chicago back in the 60s and 70s. And there's another chapter going on right now, and he's here to share it with us. Come on in, Owen. Hi, thank you for having me back. Oh, my goodness. It's always good to see you. Yes, it is. Thank you. Tell, tell us about the AIDS garden. Sure. Well, last time I was on, we talked about uh, the Belmont Rocks. Yes. So in an area, a 2.5-acre area adjacent to where the Belmont Rocks were, on uh, June 2nd was the official ribbon cutting. And All right. Remind, remind us again what the Belmont Rocks, what significance oh, that has. From the early 60s until their demolition in 2003, the Belmont Rocks were a place where Chicago's LGBT community could be themselves, they could have fun, they could, they could hang out and be LGBTQ in the middle of the city in the sunlight at a time when our bars still had darkened windows. So the empowerment that went along with a place like the Belmont Rocks that wasn't south of the city or it wasn't an island off Chicago, it was right in the middle of town. So it had a hugely significant impact in the building of community and uh, the bonding of a lot of the folks here. So on June 2nd, uh, adjacent to where the Belmont Rocks were, was the ribbon cutting for AIDS Garden Chicago. And it's this beautiful 2.5 acre uh, park right on the lakefront um, in the area just adjacent to where the Belmont Rocks were. And it, will f it already features the 30 foot tall Keith Herring sculpture, uh, self-portrait. And the great thing about the Keith Herring sculpture is that it's going to be visible from Lakeshore Drive. Um, and having it visible for from Lakeshore Drive just, to me, it just um, highlights the whole fact that we're here and we're not going anywhere, especially in an era of don't say gay and we're being vaguely, not anymore, threatened with having to go back in the closet and all sorts of other ridiculous things. This is a, coming at this time, this is a real important statement of, of uh, not only our past, but also our story and the significance of our story in part of a bigger story. So the efforts to erase our history um, go much deeper than just don't say gay, that's trying to erase an entire voice, you know, that, that took so long to be vocalized. 
So right, there's the Keith Herring statue, and there's oh, a yes. it's a garden, so there's flowers. I'm oh, sure. Yes, the plantings are just getting started. Really, the the all that is going in this year. Um, there's going to be a ginkgo grove, which are all male ginkgo trees, so so it won't be the scented ginkgos. Um, there is so what's what's the significance of ginkgo? I, I I love the ginkgo trees, but what's the significance for this plant? Um, for this, I think that it was just the beauty. I'm not sure of this thing. It's become also the logo of the park. So um, the nice thing about that, too, is it's it provides a lot of, uh, there's a lot of contemplative space there. There's a lot of the original limestone slabs that were uh, part of the Belmont Rocks repurposed as sort of seating areas in the park. Um, if those rocks could scream. <laughs> you know, it's the beautiful thing about this is, you know, it's it's sad that the Belmont rocks are gone. Mm -hmm. But this is repurposing their significance and their importance to the community in a way that that just heightens the importance of queer space even more. And it just um, it really feels like the proper ending of a story. Do you know what I mean? Yes, um, yes. AIDS Garden Chicago is just so one, it's not only, it's not a memorial garden, it's also uh, dedicated to those who um, were healthcare providers and those who were caregivers and those who continue to struggle with HIV and those who continue to work in the healthcare prof uh, profession and continue to, to serve populations. Um, it's, it's become like this just, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. And it's, it's so heartwarming. The other, it was probably like two weeks after it had been open and it was a nice sunny day. And it was just, I was kind of going by on Lakeshore Drive and to just be able to look over and see people enjoying it for whatever reason, you know, that's what, that's what it's all about. And to have it at a place where the LGBTQ community had so many great memories. I mean, for memories from the AIDS era, they weren't memories of a hospital or uh, fluorescent lighting. This is a place where people gathered and had fun. And those moments are so significant, especially when dealing with loss um, because those are the moments that over time that really are significant to remember. And those are the moments that make an impact, not the loss, but maybe like the loss of potential, you know, oh, um, yes. and just you, you captured the feeling of the rocks so well in your voice, sirens of the Belmont rocks. Thank you. It's a wonderful short play that is I, I said earlier, it's like poetry, you know, it's just, uh, I love the delivery. Um, explain the, the basis of the play or, or the structure of the play. Sure. Um, well, actually, the main thing that came out of the Belmont rocks were they were these enormous limestone slabs. Okay, that's what the rocks were composed of. So to dramatize the rocks, a lot of times they weren't connected like that. They were more disjointed. So it almost had its own um, 
sort of Greek chorus feel to it because there were all these different levels of places where almost little stages where people could interact. And I wanted to, um, I didn't want to capture anything specific about the Belmont Rocks. I wanted to capture voices of the Belmont Rocks that would have the effect of sort of waves coming against the Belmont Rocks. So it's not so much an extended conversation as sort of different movements coming back and forth. And just the, um, I don't, that, that eternal feel is what I wanted to capture about place. And, you know, when I think back about the Belmont Rocks too, it, that whole Greek crag, uh, Greek tragedy theme um, really lent itself well to the subject matter too, you know, in looking back because it is a tragedy, you know, and it was a tragedy a lot of times that, um, that just, well, clearly, um, yes, yes, anyway, just, just something that, um, that for me, the best way to dramatize it was that way. I think if I had to dramatize it in any way that was more interactive, I think it would have been um, maybe too emotionally difficult, really. You know, I'd love to see a staged reading of it. You know, that I think that would. Just I would. Be... So I wrote it during COVID. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, but it, you know, it, it's it's very funny. Uh, there are some funny, bitchy, catty lines that, yes, gay men do talk that way. <laughs> and yeah. There's also some soul searching and some. It, it's just a beautifully written piece. And thank you for sharing that with me and with us. Oh, sure, and I think. I was going back to that too. One of the things that like I wanted to capture, not only with that, but with the, the Belmont Rocks work in general, was that I resented the fact that when we look at LGBTQ history, it tends to be like um, Stonewall, AIDS, gay marriage now. So it, to me, it always seemed like you were standing on a shoreline and just skipping a stone and the stone was just going like boom, 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 you know, right across our whole history. And it's those things that make the rock skip. Yeah, they're important, but they're not the water that it's skipping over. You know, there's a whole lake underneath that and, and such a richness of everything. And the fact that AIDS was a horrible disease, but not only that, but it had a very personal face, but it wasn't also completely tragic in that way. It was also like incredibly full of the darkest comedy imaginable. Um, it, it was a lot of things. And I, I kind of think it's important to show the complexity of our history, you know, instead of, um, maybe making us more into a, a simplified version of a very complex story. Next week, we're going to delve into more Chicago history when we talk to Tracy Bame, who uh, was the founder of the, the, the Windy City Times, and she worked with the Chicago Reader and has been there since the 70s, yes. um, capturing a lot of the gay history. So I'm look, looking forward to that interview. So, Owen, what do you plan on, um, or what do you see the future of the AIDS Garden? 
Um, I think a lot of it is going to be, there's going to be different social events. Someone talked to me about, and about having like a community, like art lesson out there, which I, you know, just stuff like that, which I, I would, everything I've heard is very community based which for me is very consistent with what the rocks were. It's very consistent with the reason we survived AIDS is because we all came together as a community. So to continue that is, is a beautiful thing. Um, and I love the fact that it's going out and being someplace together rather than, than communicating you know, simply cyberly or whatever. Thank you so much, Owen, for sharing the, the AIDS garden with us and uh, more of the history of uh, gay life in Chicago. It's good sure. to see you. Again. We're going to talk again soon, I know. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amber Live Interviews. Remember to subscribe to us so you don't miss a single minute of the fun. And remember, it is your support that keeps us going. You can make a donation through this podcast by using our Venmo at RJD Pro or by visiting us at AmberLive.tv and clicking on the Support Amber Live button. Thank you. Live from the House of LeMay Makeup and Dressing Room. Here comes Amber. Stop what you're doing. Here comes Amber. She's just doing what she can. Here comes Amber. Cue the spotlight. Here comes Amber with two drinks in her hand. The matriarch of fashion, secret sewer glasses. You can't look away. Ask her, does she do it? It's really nothing to it. She's got that sound on the game. Party, or if you're feeling naughty, call up the house of the maid. Here comes your favorite gal. Here comes your queen. Here comes your talking town. And we're alive tonight. The music starts playing. It's time for cabaret. And we're alive tonight.